Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 293 of the AFTN podcast. I am no longer uh, men's league free agent Joe DC. You got signed? I got signed. Okay. Um, well, I, I hope I got signed. <laughs> I'll know by the end of the week. Um, please sign me, sign me, Club Ireland Celtic. Um, I'm joined by, uh, he's a lean mean hiking machine, it's Nicholas Ruprecht. Mm-hmm. What's the hike count, Nick, for the summer? Like, <laughs> not nothing right now. Well, it's like... the, now it's smoky Aww. smoky. Um, we had some dumpster fire jokes and smoke jokes that we cut out of the running order because it's, it's old ground at this point. It's too much. Yeah. Um, Nick, opening question. If you could be one Whitecaps player for a day, who would you be? Um, I'm not sure who I would be. Um, I don't know if I would want to be a Whitecaps player right now, <laughs> you have just, honestly. You've just opted out. Um, I guess if you force me to, um, choose one, uh, maybe Marinovich. Yeah. Seems like a cool guy. He's got an accent, you know? Yeah. Walk, walk around downtown <laughs> yeah. with the accent. Exactly. Yes. Get into some interesting conversations. Um, I would be Breck Shea because Breck Shea is on 700k a year, which, Nick, is $19,000 a day. And I could use $19,000. You could use $19,000. Sorry, 1900 Sorry, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah, 1900 I could use that. Yeah. You know? Cover rent and, you know, car payment, <laughs> things like that. It's perfect. Um, so it's a purely financial thing. Financial <laughs> yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, let's complete the sentences. Let's go to part part one of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll look ahead to to the San Jose game. Uh, well, there'll be two San Jose games, but we'll look ahead to the first, first one. one. Um, but let's have a quick look back, and yeah. we'll we'll kind of let everyone know our frame of mind with these complete the sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caps will blank the playoffs. I said miss the playoffs. Okay. I'm going to go make the playoffs. Okay. I know there's that statistical thing that you look at every week to see mm-hmm. what the percentage is, but the table it's doesn't look that bad to me. It's still not good. Yeah, we'll discuss that more later. Um, blank will be a relevation for the rest of the season. Re- revelation. Sorry. Revelation? Yeah. Levis? Levis, yeah. I'll go Hurtado if he keeps up the current form. Form, yeah. Blank will not be on the Caps roster next year. <laughs> so many to choose yeah. from. <laughs> Just um, pick a name out of a hat, um, really. Juarez? Okay. I initially went for Juarez as well, but um, I think I'm going to go Mesquita. You think Mesquita? Yeah. I think it's time. 
Yeah, I could see him. I mean, he's a really good depth. He's he's not a player that I have a problem with, though. So. But at some point, it stagnates. But we'll, we'll I think yeah. by the end of the season, we'll have a lot better idea yeah. about these players, you know? Um, That's true. Decisions have to be made. And um, with all the releva- revelations that uh, came out uh, midweek on the uh, TSN interviews for Bobby Leonarduzzi and uh, Jeff Mallet, I think... Mm-hmm. Questions are going to be asked, yeah. um, but we'll we'll say this right at the top of the show. We'll leave that for Sunday. Those sun those guys on Sunday they know, they 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 know a lot more than we do about like that kind to get of stuff. Into the meat of it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they they'll, they'll cover that. We'll focus on the positives, which we'll is focus on the game. The game the uh, well, playing San Jose is a positive, Nick, because yeah. San Jose are terrible. a terrible team. Terrible, yeah, terrible yeah. team. If you thought being a Whitecaps fan was bad this season, try being a San Jose fan for the last three or four years. Yeah. it's not been good, Nick. Yeah, Wando getting older. Yeah, thirty-five. Um, the back line and organization of the team was horrendous this year. Yeah, positive like, result last week, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you think it's organization is the main reason? I think like a lot of it has to do with organization of the team, but I also think a lot of it has to do with they didn't upgrade their like. You look around the league; the league seems to be getting better. Mm. what moves stood out for me that strengthened their defensive solidity of San Jose? Just that recent signing, which uh, the uh, Kashia yeah. guy, yeah. he played one game so far, but... Oh, he well, was no, a he's, lot better. He's actually they, played a few games, but, okay. but um, last last uh, last game he played pretty well. Yeah. He got a good result against Toronto. Yeah. But results-wise, which is you know all it comes down to, one mm-hmm. win in the last 16 games. Yeah, that's pretty terrible. Their last, like the last time they could say that they, like the, their last win before that, so their their second last win was in early May. Like, my goodness, that is a terrible run of form. And, you know, the MLS is a league that doesn't have promotion and relegation, so you'll get teams like that at this point of the season who yeah. just have nothing to play for. Yeah, yeah, they do, well... Presumably, the people are playing for their jobs. Yeah. Well, the contract structure in MLS is another talking point we could get into, you know? Yeah. They're a team of Breck Shays, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't are... know if they're a team of Breck Shays. No, no, but, like, they're contract-wise, right? They are protected by, yeah, by their contract. But yeah. it's, not like, it's not like hockey where you can, uh, you, you know... Buy them out. Yeah, or well, you could buy them out in, in MLS, but... It, there seems to be a like a better waiver system in mm-hmm. in hockey things like that. Yeah, seventeen points, just three wins. Yeah, I think <laughs> the that's very bad. I think the worst MLS team was DC United in two thousand thirteen. They had like sixteen points, mm. so they're not going to be the worst team ever. Yeah, but so that's there are also you... more teams now. That's true. So <laughs> they have. More opportunity to get points. points. So if you scale it down, they might be on track. track. Yeah, like, maybe points per game is is a, a better thing to look at. Yeah, um, they managed to draw against TFC last game. Um, mm-hmm. Wando came off the bench and scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good result, even if TFC, you know, had a midweek game last week with the Canadian Championship. Yeah, like it's still a still a decent result, right? Yeah, I think you know you spoiled TFC, who are itching to get in back into the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing there's nothing terrible with that result for that team. I think they were a lot better organized like they kept more men behind the ball. 
Yeah. They weren't like as gung ho as they were, you know, from what seemed to be earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that allowed them to stay in the game. Just looking at their team, like, no one looks dangerous. Like, Wondolowski had to come off the, the bench mm-hmm. to score, right? Their two strikers are, are quite a good, a good pairing. They, so they play a 4-4-2 most of the time. I think in order to guess their two strikers on the field. And they've had limited success against the Whitecaps in the past as well, these two mm-hmm. strikers. So these two strikers are uh, Vako and Hosen. Between them, they have 16 goals and 6 assists. Yeah, I think Hosen's been great. Yeah. And, and Vako is, you know, the other Valeri. He's been <laughs> yeah. quite... He's also been good. Like, I don't have any problem with them. Like I said, it's more their defensive structure mm-hmm. and their... But MLS teams... We, we criticize the Whitecaps for not adding attacking pieces, right? Mm-hmm. San Jose have added attacking pieces. It's just that the rest of the team is dysfunctional. Yeah, would, would you, basically. Do you, you think that's a fair statement? I think that's a very fair statement. Yeah. And like, I think they're kind of forced into playing a two-striker formation because of the they have two good strikers. Yeah. But maybe that's not their best interest if they want to shore up the midfield, you know, um, make sure that the back line isn't too exposed. Like, you're leaving the midfield, too, a lot to do if you have a weak back line. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that's I think, gets to the point of them being kind of disjointed and not being able to transition well from when they lose the ball mm. in attack to defense. Because, yeah. yeah, if you're asking your midfield to do so much and they're not that good, although, I mean, there's a little bit... Of, I, I there's mean, there quality be, in there's there. There's quality there. They're not, like, bad, but there's no person in that midfield... That you're like, yeah, they can pick out an amazing pass and mm-hmm. make something happen out of nothing. Yeah, it, it very much, just looking at the like the stats that the, the team have so far this season, it just looks so top-heavy, right? It, I think mm-hmm. like the two strikers doing their job, uh, They've their right winger, Eriksson, has four goals and three assists. Um, like They're relying they, on Wando for yeah. seven goals off the bench. He's come off the bench eight times this season. He might be going for that MLS record. I think that's one thing they could, as a team, you know, go for. And if there's a team that they could, that he could bag a bunch of goals, it's the Whitecaps. Yeah. It's interesting that they're going to play the Whitecaps two games in a row, right? Because yeah, it's the, kind of, yeah. the first game will be fresh in their minds for the second game, mm-hmm. which will influence, like, very directly your yeah. tactical approach in the second game. I don't know how, how reactionary, um, like, the two coaches will be, but I don't think Robbo is very reactionary. Like, no. I, and by that I mean adaptive kind of a coach. But I think it's going to be kind of fun to watch the second game because, like, for example, if Davies rips them apart in the first game, mm-hmm. they're not going to let him do that in the second game. They'll just kick him to shreds, right? Yeah. But he's not a new commodity. I think it's not a. He's no. not a. He's not a, a new thing. Um, and I mean, they could take a page from what TFC did and try to, to professional foul him. him. Yeah. 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 We'll talk about the that midfield now. Um, Godoy, who was at the World Cup, and Fernandez are in the middle. They're two, like, they're okay players. It's just that they have too much to do, I think. The other thing that I saw over the season as well with San Jose was Youngsworth playing in mid as well. Mm-hmm. I like him as a player. He's very tidy. Yeah, I mean, he's a good player, but I question whether playing him in CB is his best position. I don't think so. He seemed, he's quite dynamic. I think he, I remember him before playing in that more defensive midfield mm-hmm. role. But in a four four two, and you, when you have Fernandez and Godoy, like I think ideally you would want to have three in there, and Youngsworth being the more defensive guy. So because mm-hmm. Godoy has a lot of energy to go up and down, yeah. um, he's really he's a really physical physical player as well. 
Um, yeah. And a really good stat about Godoy, he's, he has a more than 90% pass accuracy. Mm. Like, he keeps the ball, right? Yeah. He doesn't... He In my mind, he's the um, MLS um, uh, Arturo Vidal. Mm. You know, he's just up and down the field, like, tearing people apart. Sometimes he scores a... Oh, yeah, for sure. Goal. Was it him who had that really cool chip a while back? No, I think that was... Um, the other San Jose guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They all look kind of similar, though. <laughs> um, Everyone on San Jose just blends in. Yeah, exactly. Mentality. Uh, Youngsworth, you, we like him. Yeah, I we like him, but again, I think I would prefer to have him being playing further up the field, yeah. but I think that speaks to San Jose's... Uh, what do I want to say? Disjointedness in the back line <laughs> that he has to play there. Yeah. Oh, in the back line as well, Nick Lima. He's fantastic. He is very good. Yeah. He's fantastic. Like I looked, um, great dribbler. Yeah, and he plays on the right side. He plays yeah. on the right side, yeah. and he has what was it? One point eight tackles per ninety minute this season, and one point eight interceptions per ninety minute yeah. this season. Oh, and they so just good. they just uh, traded for Orduro as well. Um, oh yeah. So he's he could feature at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably a, just a bench player at this point, but um, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But going back to Lima, um, he he would play behind Ericsson. Yeah. So that right side is that quite right side, tricky. And if you look at a lot of their stats, they do tend to play a lot more down their right side. Interesting. And than... that's the side that Godoy is on as well in the midfield mm-hmm. usually. Yeah. So usually they're going. They're playing a lot of their attacking phases through that right side mm-hmm. of the field. Yeah, like Youngsworth. Is a good player, but he can't do it all himself. Lima is a good player, but mm-hmm. you know he can't he's do it. More, all. He's more. He's he's pretty attacking. Yeah, yeah that's that's the but impression he, I have on him too. He's quite good defensively as well. It's just they they're so horribly exposed. If if you're yeah, when they go forward, yeah. they, they, that's the problem. Is they're really bad. Yeah. At transitioning back into that defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would prefer if I was San Jose, I would almost say have a defensive midfielder, maybe take one of your strikers off. But then they have. But to, then they have. Yeah. They've invested in these strikers, like which is the right thing to do if you're losing a player like Wondolowski. Mm-hmm. Like you need, you can't just ha- have a void there, right? Yeah. So like you, the, well, the White Caps never filled the void of I don't know Kenny Miller <laughs> or Camilo. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Like it's a dangerous spiral to fall into if your team can just stop stop scoring goals. Mm-hmm. What do you think their game plan will be um, against the White Caps this weekend? Well, they'll probably play their four four two. That's. That's a safe bet, I think. Four four two. I think they're going to actually look to continue that disciplinary kind of staying, compact. doing what's compact. Yeah. The first game Joe, is in San Jose. The yeah. second game is at PC Place. But I think they even they they need to stay compact if they want to have a chance of getting a win. Mm. Which is, and based on their results, it's not something they've been doing. No. So as long if they can organize themselves better. And they can stay disciplined and not get caught out, especially for the Whitecaps, right? Yeah. If you're going forward and then you lose the ball in somewhere in where Davies is, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's going to be a, a terrible position that you've put yourself into. Yeah. So I think they have to be very disciplined okay. about that. And I think that's, they're going to win or lose, you know, based on that. Yeah. Biggest weakness in the team? Their organization. Yeah. Basically, they're, they're, lack of transitional skills they're poor defending on set pieces as well they've been really bad at that i think for me it's their wide positions being really exposed so i think you can point to like wingers not tracking back or um you know just 
you know, distributing the responsibilities properly so that you have coverage in those areas, mm-hmm. which is bodes well for the Whitecaps. So, like, yeah, that's true. It bodes yeah. very well for the Whitecaps. But who, like, can we guarantee a result in this game? That's no. why you play games. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Like, you play games because you it's not done on paper. No, there's no givens. Uh, well, if San Jose uh, win this game, Nick, they could um, move within four points of Colorado, <laughs> who are yeah. second from the bottom. So yeah. sil- silver linings, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they are not just bottom of the Western Conference; they're bottom bottom of the Supporters Shield standings and everything. It's mm-hmm. it's not going well. And I think if this was a game you expected three points from, like away from home, this point of the season, Whitecaps have been talking a lot about must-win games. These are two must-win games. Yeah. It boils down to if you don't beat San Jose, you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Basically, yeah. yes, I would agree with that sentiment, one hundred percent. Okay. So we've uh, kicked the tires on San Jose a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do a game. So uh, Gideon's still busy. I believe his brother's getting married and he's got a bunch of things going on. But uh, He's a busy man. He's a very busy man. Got, a hand, got his hands in a lot of we're pies. We're trying to uh, schedule weeks <laughs> in advance in order to get him. But uh, the game I've come up with, because we have to do a one-on-one game, mm-hmm. and me being the, mas- the game master, yeah. I can't participate. And I being fodder. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I've done is I've gone through the um, people that the Whitecaps follow on Twitter. Okay. And I'm going to read some tweets of someone that they follow. And just as a hint, they okay. follow players that they currently play for them and players that used to play for them as okay. well. And I've uh, picked a player. Okay. I'm going to read some of his tweets. And you get one guess per tweet. Oh, boy. Okay? All right. Do this. Let's do this. I'll so this you know training. what? I'll make this a little bit easier for you. Um, this is a past white caps okay. player. Okay. Okay. August fifteenth. Good luck. Good luck to at white caps and the boys tonight in Toronto. Hashtag bring it home. I don't know. Uh, Kenny Miller. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Kenny Miller just got sacked as manager of Livingston oh, okay. in Scotland. He was a player manager. That's oh. a great story, brother. Okay. Uh, August eighth. My brother at Ihertado with another goal for the Caps. Doing it big, son. Hmm. Who is who? friends with her Hurtado? Friends with Hurtado. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people were friends with it. It's true. So. It's true. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Hamaduka. Oh no. no. <laughs> but let me say you're kind of close, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. Probably um, a defender somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, May 26th, let's go at Darren Maddox. Let's go. Um, so he's tweeting a lot about the Whitecaps for some reason. Yeah, he's tweeting a lot about the Whitecaps. Um, All right, next tweet. Spent a, spent a great Saturday watching and learning about the sport I love. And then a, a heart emoji and a soccer ball emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, David Edgar? No, no. David Edgar does like to tweet, though. Um, okay, last last one I'll okay. give you. Sled with Huskies today in Karuna. Don't do it. My feet and hands are still cold four hours later. Manny? It is Kakuda oh! Manny! Congratulations! <laughs> He's a funny person. That I love his tweets. He's so now great. I get the Pomodoro power. Yeah, yeah. He's... At first I was like, defending? <laughs> Um, okay, so Whitecaps time, Nick. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important are these two games? How many points do you expect? Uh, I would say 10, honestly. Like, if you want to get into... Because basically they have to win these games. Yeah. Then they're going to have to play Seattle, and they're going to have to win those games yeah. as well. So, if you want to get into the playoffs, 
you need to win these two games. You need yeah. those six, six points. points at this point in the season are so are huge. Whitecaps are eighth right now, yeah. um, in the standings with the, with a game out of hand. Yeah. Um, and two games out of hand of Portland, who are in the playoff positions. Right. Mm-hmm. Six points puts them at forty. Um, and like you know, other teams depending will, on other results. Yeah, but like, there's no way they move down the table with that, yeah. right? Like, you, like it's a Cascadia mini table right now. Yeah. And one team, it looks like one team is going to make the playoffs. The Galaxy are in the picture, and Real Salt Lake are in that picture as well. Mm-hmm. But like, it's getting to the point of season where you're just looking up and down and yeah. trying to trying scrap to see it what you can yeah. do and I, hope results go your way too. So we we both expect six points. I agree with that. But how many points do you think they'll actually get? I'm gonna go four. Which is going to be so oh, frustrating because it doesn't um, do anything for it. doesn't do much for the standings or anything. I'm going to say they're going to get the six points. Is this optimism, Nick? <laughs> I think they're going to get the six points, but again, you still need other results to go your way. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I think Caps could win all their games and Caps still... could win all their games and still be on the outside looking in. You know, could, well, they do play Seattle and Portland. They play Seattle and Portland. Yeah, but uh, the the sentiment is there. They need. They need to win. They it. need to win that every game they ex- play, basically. expectation is win until the end. Yeah. Um, they could move up. They could be above the playoff line, which would be great Like to kind of put pressure on the other teams. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Portland could slip up yep. both games. Yeah. Like, the tide can turn so quickly at this point of the season. Yes. And it's a scary thing if you're on the wrong side. How many, t- how many times have in the Whitecaps, like recent past, have they just slid down the table late in the mm-hmm. summer? Mm-hmm. I think one of us mm-hmm. may have written an article a few years ago about how they did that constantly. They seem to do that constantly. I yeah. mean, it hasn't been a super recent thing this year. Yeah. I mean, this year they could have... And, and well, the they could have done years, better. They, they could have yeah. done better, for sure. But, I mean, that last stretch that they had was against very difficult opponents, mm-hmm. and they didn't lose anything. And winning against Portland and, puts a good twist. And winning against Portland, and, I mean, you tied against NYCFC. Yeah. And I mean, those no, are Red Bulls or Red Bulls, yeah. But the last, the, the last four games, you know, it's as although arguably that Red Bulls game they should have won. Yeah, it's those last minute gut punches, right? Yeah, that, those have been unpleasant. <laughs> Red cards and gut punches. Yeah, the, the story of the twenty eighteen mm-hmm. season. Which players in this last like two month stretch have earned starts for you? Levis, I yeah. say he's been fantastic. Could we he see him kept, transitioning into like the starter by the end of the season, like I in, hope prepa- so. in preparation I hope for so. next season? Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I think that would be great. It's, it's a very healthy competition at that position. Yeah. I think Tiber. He showed, you know, in the last game when he came on for Juarez, better than Juarez. <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah. what he showed. Like it was a pretty much when you put Tiber in, it gave a, the team a lot more solidity, yeah. and then he was actually much better passing. Mm-hmm. Where do we stand on Hurtado? It was unfortunate. He didn't do that. I didn't think he did that great in the in the game that he started. Yeah, but, but if you take his last four games, but he's, he's still doing quite well. Um, I don't know if he's earned a start in this. No, these I, games. I think he's the guy I who still comes think off the bench. He's the guy who comes off the bench. Yeah, I think he's bumped Blondell in terms yes. of the depth chart, which is unfortunate um, for Blondell. Yeah, yeah. Um, but fortunate for Hurtado. Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think he's been good enough. But he's definitely not been good enough to surpass Kamara. Mm. Who? But bearing in mind that this is an away game in mm-hmm. San Jose, mm-hmm. um, like probably a bit more direct than you would be at home. Yeah. Do you do you still play Kamara 
up front? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because I think Kamara has a better ability to link up with the team than Hurtado. During but, these last four games, he's shown a lot more poise. Yes, and that was going to be in, my point. In that way. But I still think Kamara is better at it. Oh, absolutely. It's just, I think we've, Kamara's hit kind of an inconsistent patch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, early in the season, he was doing quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he was great. But now he's kind of, I don't know, he's, he's, he's an older player. Like, yeah, that's we, true. We have to bear that in mind, too. Um, he played, like, midweek against uh, Toronto last week. Yeah. And then at the weekend as well, like, I don't know. I think we got to manage a little bit of that as well, the whole fitness thing. Because he does do a lot of running up there, even if he isn't running into the box at the right times. Yeah. So let's flip that previous question on its head. Who do you not want to start another game this season? Juarez. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh-huh. Yeah. Mond didn't cover himself in glory? No, but I don't know if you can really... Was it Mond's fault that no, those two goals? No. Like... I don't think so. It's a it's a team thing. That was a well the yeah the first one was just the the second one was just the, the terrible coverage. Yeah. Breck Chase scored in, against uh, against Toronto. Yeah, um, he did score against Toronto. I think. Uh, yeah, he scored. Recently. He scored in the final. Yeah, he scored in the final. He scored like the last. So he starts every game for the rest of the season. Then <sighs> you're the coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what level of control do you think Robo has on this team? He's the coach. Like, he's the guy. Whether or not he has control or not over the team, he has to take responsibility for them. But he hasn't. Yeah, and that's what that's what I was kind of getting at, is, like, he hasn't taken responsibility for that, like, okay, these, this is what we're going to do. It's kind of like abdicating, you know, oh, you know, it was a good effort. And da, da, da. and was it a good effort? Sure. <laughs> Sometimes it was a good effort. Sometimes it was a good effort, but could you, you know, be a little bit more honest? Yeah, but like, I'm like body language and things like that, and you know, player behavior, like seven, seven red cards. Yeah, right. Like that's that's, that's the other thing. Do you think? I don't think he's managing the characters of the room like, very well. I, no, th- I, that's separate from the fact that you know he brings in a player like Kamara, who is a dressing room personality and things mm-hmm. like that. But like when the players take to the pitch, mm-hmm. I don't think they are. In control, right? Like, even tactics-wise, can Robbo make effective change out there on the battlefield? Not really. He can make subs at times that he needs to do. But, like, we haven't seen any tactical tweaks this season that have really changed things for the better. We've seen tactical tweaks for the worse. Yeah. But, like, how many instances can you think that, you know... But that's when, when I think back on, like, his tenure here, very little of those tactical tweaks... There's been a few. Have, there's well, been some, one or two jaw droppers I've had. There was that one. The one that always sticks in mind with me, and I, I went crazy for it at the time. Was this is back in Pedro Morales days, and we mm-hmm. played TFC away from home, mm-hmm. and uh, Robo identified Bedashur on the right at right back as a weakness in their team, mm-hmm. which is ironic because we haven't really recovered from losing a player like Bedashur. Well, maybe this this year I would say. Our, yeah, that's true. Anyway, anyway but Pedro, he played Pedro Morales on the left wing instead of attacking midfield. Mm-hmm. And it kind of drew the fullback out and it gave um, like the other midfield runners lots of space behind Bedashur to get into. That was a really good, like that was a great piece of tactical work. But like, mm-hmm. I think I think it's stagnated. I think the relationship has kind of gone, well, like, gone dry over time. And he maybe you just run out of ideas sometimes. But here's what I would say is... Most of his tactical tweaks 
have been not good. Yeah. Either they've been totally... That's the problem is you can only... We can only think of like one or two yeah. that were, oh, that was good. That was surprising. That was excellent. Mm-hmm. But how many of them have we had where we're just like, oh, yeah, that was a terrible decision? Mm-hmm. Or like... Those people can't play that position, yeah. like or that midfield doesn't work. Together. Or like, like whenever we played three at the back, always a freaking tire fire. <laughs> like, yeah, like let's be honest. And we've and, tried it, and three, we've tried three times. it how many times? Yeah, you know. And it's like, and like Jong, good as like fullback, not that great at center back. as wide center back. Yeah. You know, you know, kind of thing. I understand your point, but I think we should throw out the caveat that we don't see everything that happens right like um not i'm just i don't just mean like in the dressing room things like that but we we watch the matches as fans right if we were in -hmm. the press box watching it as like a you know doing analysis it would be kind of different but um we would see i think we would see more of those changes but I, i i agree with you i don't think like if there was positives in there we would see it more often you know um, and there just hasn't been enough, mm-hmm. right? Like you want a coach that's going to win you games, right? Mm-hmm. Not a coach that's just gonna see what happens or let you know. You you want the you want the team to be better than the sum of their parts. That's why you yeah. hire a coach. That's why your coach makes a lot of money. Yeah. And that's not that is not what hap- what's happening uh, right now. Uh, all right, let's go back to the game. Things to focus on to get three points. Like mm-hmm. we, sh- I think the team like us should. Not focus on the bigger picture. Just focus in on this, this game. game yeah. Get three points. Uh, what area of the field will this game be won and lost? I think in the transition mm-hmm. phases, um, but also the the midfield battle. Like if they're lining up in a four four two, I could very easily see us lining up in a four four two as well, kind of matching yeah. them. And then it's going to be about those individual battles. So it would be Godoy, Fernandez, and, like, I want Tybert and Gazelle. So, yeah, like, who's who would win that midfield battle? I think the Whitecaps would have the edge if that was the matchup. Yeah. But can we guarantee that a player like Juarez won't be starting? Or No, you can't. Yeah. Um, Even yeah. Much in there. I would have Much in front of much Juarez. Would have, I think a lot of people are still high on Much because when he's played, he's been quite good. Yeah. But Just don't play him at right wing. But we haven't seen... But he's been injured a lot. Yeah. And then there's that whole depth thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, and I think a, a secondary thing that we... Like an area of the field that will be really crucial is at wide positions. Primarily because of Davies, right? Mm-hmm. How San Jose deal with Davies or... Mm-hmm. Continue. How, or how, how much San Jose care about dealing yeah. with Davies. Like if they're, if they're a team that's just spiraling out of control... Do they have a special game plan for a player like Davies? You would like to think so. Yeah, I mean, like, you can kind of do what TFC did and, like, triple Yeah. Triple team him. But, like, is there the motivation for a team that's going to finish bottom of everything to do Good that? question whether or not they execute that game plan. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, push him out wide as far as you can. Yeah, it would Don't be... Don't let him drive into it, the box. It would be Lima versus... Davies, which is a great matchup. Yeah, which is a good matchup. But maybe Robbo moves Davies to the right in order to avoid Lima. But then the flip side is they do most of their attacks through the right. Yeah, play a more defensive so, person. Play, like, this is going to sound funny, but play Breck Shea on the left and tell him stay back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and then look for that space. Yep. 
and Kamara can help out. Yeah. And like Reyna can take advantage. Reyna could move over to that side, side and it, slip in and make sure Lima knows that he can't go forward too much, too much. because right behind him is is Reyna. Yeah. Um. That would be that would be quite a good idea. But there's several ways they could use that midfield. Mm-hmm. Um. Reyna, I think, will be crucial this game because his decision making so often is the factor in in like Win how yeah and how well the Whitecaps play. I think I, I like any time we've scored down the middle, it's I said something to do Reyna yeah. right. Uh, the central threat is something the White Cats have lacked when he's been out of form. Yeah, it's kind of it's painfully obvious when he's out of yes. form. So yes. I really hope he has a good game. If mm-hmm. he, if he even plays, like, can we guarantee anyone is going to start this game? Seem... It's a must win. But... I think it's a must win. So really, you need to play your best yeah. starting. I mean, the last I feel like we've been saying last couple of games have been must wins, right? Yeah, like wins are more optimal, obviously. So I feel like. Just play your best eleven. Mm-hmm. Bearing and... in mind, bearing in mind that San Jose will probably play a four four two. Do we have any creative ideas on formation to counter that? A four two three one would completely overrun their midfield, but then you kind of lose, like um, you know, that second striker sure. and things like that. Yeah, I mean, but Reyna still, if he's in in the that middle role, he can still push up. Yeah, you know? but he would have to get back. Yeah, he would still have to drop, and it depends on obviously how much. How much his decision making, like you said, kind yeah. of is up to the task of this is a time where I need to push up, or this is a time where I need to drop deeper, collect the ball. Mm-hmm. He's been trending ball. upwards though, I, I think, in this as the season has gone by. Yeah, I think he's actually had he's one of the few white caps, I think, that I don't have any particular, you know, problem with him coming back. Especially with the off season he had. Yeah. It wasn't great. He's uh four goals and uh five assists for the season. Um, yeah, 1.3 key passes, Nick. There, that's that's great. I'm pretty sure that's uh, Whitecaps leading. Oh no, Felipe has two key passes again. That's pretty good. Felipe is probably going to start, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, if you want, that's the thing, right? If you want more, but then against this defense, do we need that attacking creativity? I I think you have to go for it. So yeah. Okay. I mean, I would argue just make sure we don't make a mistake. Yeah. They'll make a mistake. But then the Whitecaps will end up drawing, and that's not going to be good enough. If you have Reyna in there, I think that... And if you have Tichera in there, mm-hmm. that brings enough creativity yeah. that you probably don't need Felipe. But Robo seems to have a soft spot for Felipe. He's kind of shoehorned him in some games where he doesn't really need yes. to play. Um, like, Tybert lost his place because of Felipe getting traded mm-hmm. here. So Yeah, that's true. Know. Like, maybe he's, like, the kind of personality that you can't drop without him kicking up a fuss or something. The Caps did trade Tim Parker to get him. That's, yeah. like, not a small, small thing to give thing. away. Yeah. So it doesn't look good if he's just sitting on the bench either. That's no. The, it's kind of a saving face move or something. I don't know. And um, the back line, I haven't been too concerned. Apart from that stupid thing that Daniil Henry did where he punched the wall and broke his broke his hand. Like, like I know, I know it was in the heat of the moment, but that is... Uh, that's a microcosm of what the white cap season has been like i mean it wouldn't be a bad i don't i think daniel henry could you know do you think he could take care of Husins and vacco well waston for sure that that much yeah. goes that uh henry he had surgery on his hand so he is week to week so i would like him to start he's the second best center backs the center mm-hmm. back the white caps have but like it's not the end of the world if it's mon mm. but yeah ideally i want waston and and henry in there like that own goal against TFC was unfortunate, but mm-hmm. 
like he's still a good player. He's impressed me a little bit, but he just needs. I think that punching the wall thing is you have yeah. to come back from that. Like it's not a good look when you're walking around in a cast from a self-inflicted wound. Wound. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought it would. The only thing that would have been worse was if he punched somebody. <laughs> that would have been not <laughs> and, good. And broke them as well. Yeah. Fullbacks, you want Levis and Nerwinski. Nerwinski. Yeah. I, I like our fullback depth. Yeah. It's very good. Midfield. Let's let's try and decide. Um, Felipe could play. Felipe could play, and I could see why he plays. But I would prefer. Again, I think we have enough attacking creativity if we went with Tichero mm. wide, Davies wide, and Reyna yeah. as that second striker up there with Kamara. But then who takes the set pieces? Because Felipe has a good set piece on him. Tichero. Tichero yeah. can be there. True. And Reyna can be there. I think yeah. those are two really Re- good options. Reyna more direct, though. If it's a shot, yeah. Reyna. Or Tichero. Tichero well, yeah. can score off. He's scored yeah. off direct kicks. Yeah. Yeah, tons true. of times. Yeah, so like getting Davies into the good spots is going to be crucial again. Sometimes it just seems too easy because you just give him the ball after you mm-hmm. defend an attack it's, and he does everything himself. It's like you know, you're cheating. Yeah, yeah. It's just pace. It's <laughs> pace. It's bur- It's like a pace. It's like on FIFA when you have someone who's a speed demon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's basically just using a pace tactic. I yeah. mean. Okay, but that's then the problem is thing. who can get in the box fast enough to do the tap in that inevitably comes in. There wasn't there that that run he made a few weeks yeah, ago where yeah. he, he was so fast that no one was in the was box. In the box, yeah. I mean that's a legitimate thing, but then if there's nobody in the box, he should just try to take it in on on his own. Yeah, right? or shoot from outside shoot the box. Shoot from right? outside of the box. If there's one yeah. thing, like we're we're saying, we're slowly having a farewell tour for for Davies, but. If there's one thing you think he could should add to his game before he leaves, what do you think it should be? Yeah, I would like to see him score more like awesome outside of the box screamers mm. or something like that. Are you concerned in any aspect of it with his technique in any particular way? I mean, I think it's just like he's super young. He just needs to learn what to do. Yeah, right. I I think I might have said this before on the podcast, but I'm concerned about his tactical education as compared to his peers that he'll be playing with in in mm. Germany. Right. Yeah. Like. The players that go through academies there are, are you know, they learn... Constantly in that mode of learning yeah, the tactics yeah. of the first team. And their interpretation of space and, um, like, decision-making. Are you saying he's going to become a Rautemeiter? <laughs> no, he, he, could, he could be the next Thomas Muller. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Muller is one of my favorite players. It's great. Yeah. So, glad, so mad he didn't sign for United a few years ago. Anyway, pr- um, last part of the show, Nick. It's the prediction game. Mm-hmm. So I think the last game we predicted was, oh, it was uh, Portland. Portland. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you predicted that Eric Hurtado would have a goal. He came off the bench, but that didn't happen. Um, you said Valeri would have an assist. The, he scored a penalty. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, this is probably one of the more impressive things this season. Um, Seventeen throw-ins for the Whitecaps. They had sixteen, so I'm giving it to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most Throw detailed stat. Yeah, the most detailed stat we've now, had all season. Now, if we can figure out successful throw-in percentage. Let's not. Be. Let's just not go there. I said Antonella would have th- seven saves. He only had three. I said Davies would have a yellow. He was injured for the game. I said Armientos would have an assist. He did not. So, season standings. Uh, 16 for me. Uh, 11 for you. And 10 for Gideon. We should give Gideon, like, five guesses next. Because he's, mix- he's missed a couple of shows. Yeah, so, a couple. yeah, next week we'll give him a... 
bonus a couple round. of bonus <laughs> lightning round. Or, or I could give him a really hard like, do you know who I am? <laughs> game, and he if he gets it, he gets points for the prediction bonus game. Points. Yeah. So Nick, what's your prediction for this week? I'm gonna say, um, uh, yeah, Davies. I think he's been kind of quiet. You know, um, I think he'll have a, a hopefully he'll have a really good game against San Jose. I'm gonna say he's gonna get two assists this game. Uh, Gazal with. 12 tackles. Okay. And I think Houston's is going to get a goal. Okay. Cool. Wando off the bench for a goal for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waston yellow card. That old chestnut. Gear classic. <laughs> yeah. And uh, let's go with Davies assist because it's inevitably going to okay. happen. Nick, where can people find you online? Um, at SpaceAgeRobot56. And you can find me at JoeDCVan. It's squeaky bum time, people. It's that time of the season. Uh, Crunch time. Yeah. I, part of me would be glad if the Whitecaps didn't make the playoffs. Is that bad? <laughs> is, that a, is that a bad thing to what say? What is that even? What is it's it? just so stressful. Like I'm a United fan and a Whitecaps fan, hmm. the two worst teams to support right now. But two it, worst team. Two seriously. Whitecaps. I think, the, I think you're overreacting. United lost to Brighton last. I'm week. sure we can find a worse team. Than San Jose. <laughs> worse team than United. You, you for could, sure we can. You find could be one. supporting San Jose. <laughs> that would be terrible. Thank you very much for listening to the AFTN podcast and enjoy the game. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, freckly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?